Hello and welcome to another episode of the Unqualified Huddle. The boys are back. We're here to talk about the NFL and what's going on, basically. And then later on in the episode, we'll uh, we'll catch up again with our spoilers of the season series that we've been doing. Um, but first of all, boys, how's the house? I heard that you're moving in. This is the first episode where our listeners will be listening in and they're not going to get a... Uh, it's going to happen soon. By the By the time <laughs> this podcast is out, we would have moved. That's that's very exciting. It's only taking you four months to get the place ready. That fresh carpet feeling, though, it's been it's worth it. <laughs> Just for that. <laughs> no, it's nice. It's well, nice. how was your I, shopping? I, appreciate it. I heard you went office uh, shopping. The legendary yeah, super yeah. the Swedish one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, went to IKEA. No meatballs, unfortunately. Um, due to the time of day, the the restaurant had already shut by the time that we got round, so that was upsetting for me. But aside from that, it was all right. Just it's Benny. Window shopping. Um, yeah. Well, we're we're redoing the office, as I said, so that's why my audio sounds awful and it's going to be a bit awkward for me. Um, because we're we're redecorating, we're getting the office done. Because you know, um. Both me and my my partner's going to be working from home soon, so we need space for us both to be able to. And work. when our YouTube show gets up and running, we'll have a great view. <laughs> you'll have a, you'll have a, a nice office to, to look into. Exactly. <laughs> no. That should be coming hopefully this year. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. But no, the it's it's good. We're we're building a desk, which is an interesting concept. I find, but we are we are trying to do it. But we will see. We'll we'll see how it goes. And I'm gonna leave leave it there. Let's let's move on to stuff that we want to actually talk about. Starting with, let's talk about some of these receivers. Let's talk about some of these guys that are gonna look to break out this year. You know, the guys that we think are gonna put up monster numbers. Um, you know, they they happen every year. There's a lot of speculation about who's gonna break out, who's gonna do what. We're gonna give the insight now. We're gonna tell you now the people that you need to look out for. Those guys that you want to get on your fantasy football team right now. I'm going to start with Shan. Let's go. Who have you Alone got? Alone in fantasy football talking me. Um, but I'm going with a guy who I hated. I hated the trade for, for my guy, Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown, from the Baltimore Ravens to the Arizona Cardinals. But is there a scenario where he doesn't break out? DeAndre Hopkins, the GOAT, is out for six games. And, okay, let, let's, let's, not, let's not underplay it. Marquise Brown, for a first-round pick, was a disappointment. He had his first 1,000-yard season last year, and he just he just got over the 1,000-yard mark with a whopping 146 targets. That's that's disappointing, right? That That is a bit like upsetting. Normally, if you get those sort of targets in like the 140 range, you want to be getting at least 1,500. You don't want to be getting just over 1,000. Over yeah, that's, that's an elite target share. Um, and Lamar Jackson, I know we people over criticize him, but let's face it, he he's he's he's, a, he's prone to the occasional wonky wonky ball overthrow. You name it, Kyler should be an upgrade. And Steve Kime, I'm not his biggest fan, but he will try and make sure him and Cliff Kingsbury get the ball into Marquise Brown's hands to make it look like they've just done a master deal in the market. But then you're assuming Kyler Murray is playing the whole season here. That's a big statement, just to, just that alone, um, with the Marquise Brown breakout. But like, what, like you said, his style really does suit the Cardinals, though. 
um, there won't be those complete misses that Lamar can uh, deliver. Kylo, Kylo loves to go deep. Um, he's got one of the prettier deep balls, and um, Hollywood Brown does fit that bill. But don't, don't the Cardinals already have people in place that are like similar skill sets to that of Brown? Like, isn't, haven't they got players that also do the same sort of thing and just run, get the ball deep? And and on top of that, sorry, just, you know, we said that Nuke's suspended for six games. What happens when Nuke comes back into the fold? I To be honest, I think DeAndre Hopkins slots him back to into that alpha receiver role and Hollywood will be a complementary part. But I, I think he can do enough damage earlier on, which the last couple of years, if it tells us anything, the Arizona Cardinals are at their best early on in the season. Um, Cliff Kingsbury needs to, needs to sort himself out there. But... I think he can be a, a good number two later down the stretch and still make a big impact. Do you see him playing the AJ Green role or the Christian Kirk role? Definitely Christian Kirk role. He's, he's not that big enough for touchdowns. He's had eight touchdowns two years ago, only six last year. Uh, the Cardinals don't need him to do that, but in the first six weeks, they definitely need a bit more red zone presence, but I don't think he is that type of guy. Agree, I, I, agree disagree? I, I don't like... I disagree. I I don't like it to be honest. I just I don't rate Hollywood Brown. I don't think as a receiver. Um, I know he was in a bad situation at, in Baltimore because they're a run first team. They don't they don't look to throw that much, and when they throw, they sort of look to their tight ends first. So I, I understand that and I appreciate that. But overall, I just don't see him as that that alpha sort of receiver guy, the one that's going to go off. Do you think he's an upgrade of Christian Kirk? No, it's pretty much a par for me. Not really? for me. I don't think he is. But then again, I want to see him Wait, in the slot. You don't I think want he's to better see... than Christian Kirk? Not really, but I like Kirk in what? the slot. I, I've not been a Hollywood Brown fan, but maybe we've not seen enough of him in Baltimore. I would like to see what he can do, though. In the... If he plays in the slot for Arizona, I think he, if he's going to break out, it's going to be this year, if any year. Simon? I, I mean, if... Yeah. Are you trading yeah. uh, first overall pick, uh, first round pick for Christian Kirk? No, 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 no one in the right mind should have. But, but am I trading <laughs> a first round overall pick for Marquis Bratton? Well, no. guess how many, guess how many <laughs> receiving yards Kirk had last year? Roundabout figure: eight hundred. Six hundred. He had nine hundred eighty-two yards on one hundred and three targets. That that's that's makes it seem that he is the better receiver, or maybe the Arizona Cardinals' offense is more more forgiving on receiving numbers. I'm I just don't see it on the tape with uh, Hollywood Brown, but I don't I don't think we've seen the best of him. I think the best footballer Let... is ahead of him. I just think the Cardinals overpaid for him, and are they going to use him in the slot? Is I think that he would be better used utilized in that position, but. I don't think I don't know if the cards know how they're going to use him yet. So, so overall, I think that was a bit of a dud for you, Sham. You've gone for your home team, and uh, I don't think me and Sham are sold on it. Sham, who who are you saying is going to break out this year? What's your what's well? Somewhat, some might disagree already with this, but that receiver lies in Baltimore. We've talked talked a bit about the Ravens, but it's Rashad Bateman. Boo this man! He's gone for the obvious one. <laughs> Wow, there's a few obvious ones. This is one of them. Right, tell us why, it, Shaft. It's the tell targets, us why. right? It's the volume. Hollywood Brown's gone. Sammy Watkins, I believe, is gone. Um, they've got James Yeah, he's Proche. in Green Bay. 
and uh, Duvernay. I mean, and obviously a plethora of Titans, six on the roster, I believe, or more at this stage. But Rashad Bateman was drafted in the, for a reason in the first round. At the back end of the last year, he had an injury. He still played 12 games. He, he's got that potential. He looks physically like an alpha, number one type receiver. He said he wanted to do more this year, be the guy in that Ravens receiver room. I think the lion's share of receiving snaps and targets will go to him when they're not utilizing Titans. He is a dominant receiver. I liked him coming out of Minnesota. He's only 22 years old. Yeah, I I think he's got all the talent in the world. I I think he's a really good player. And I think, yeah, of course, he's going to be limited by the the style of the Ravens often. I I think he's still going to have a 1,000 yards. So he's he's got like you say he's got all the skills maybe and, and potentially he could be a better receiver in a different system. So I think that's that's what's going to limit him. There's a reason why the aforementioned Hollywood Brown only got one one thousand yard receiving. Um, in has he been in the league three years yeah. now? Um, yeah. So he's only done it once in three years, and part of that reason is because Ravens don't run. And the reason why he got over a thousand yards last year is because the Ravens ran out of running backs. <laughs> oh, so, wow. so Rashad Bateman had five hundred and fifteen yards, but I think he'll get that yeah. thousand yards just by volume. But is I mean, is that a, I suppose technically it is a breakout because you think of a hundred yard season as a mark, but that's a pretty un- unspectacular season, um, going by the fact that Hollywood had a thousand yards and we didn't think much of that. And I get it, Rashad Bateman was a rookie, he's only 22 years old. Um, but I, I want more than a 1,000 yards from, from him, given the Raven situation. And I, I think he'll do so it. My, my, thing is, my thing as well, though, like we talk about him being a rookie and stuff, but I, I don't think that's so much of a step up anymore into the NFL, from being a rookie receiver to like playing in the NFL. You see so many receivers come into the NFL and transition Chase. instantly. Yeah, Jamar Chase is, is an example of that. Waddle, you know, um, Devontae Smith, Jefferson. like all of these guys. Jefferson, but a yeah, lot of them are all... going into offenses where there's a lot of spread, there's a lot of RPO and quick design passes. I think with the Ravens' it... offense, they, they don't seem to scheme their receivers much. They scheme their tight ends a lot, running backs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But that, that's scheming. That's the point. Mark Andrews that's... is, in my opinion, the best tight end in the NFL. The man doesn't need scheming open. But in regards, that's the point, though. The Ravens are not a team that if you're a receiver that you want to go play for. Because even historically, the Ravens haven't had like a number one receiver type. I mean, they've just they've struggled, always... haven't they, to draft one? Well, and they've not even signed someone. They've just they've just played without. They've just played with like those like B guys, not those A guys. Or they've just you know used tight ends, or they've just run the ball. And especially with Lamar Jackson in, that if they get a healthy running backs room. If they get Gus the bus back and um, the rest of the running backs that they lost last year, I don't even know. J.K. Dobbins, right? Yeah. <laughs> Tyson you. Williams, they, they yeah. used him criminally low low percentage of times. That's what I mean, though. So if they get those guys back and they're healthy and they can play, then you know they're just going to go back to running the ball where they had the most success. They're not going to go back to trying to throw the ball around because what? Why would? But you, let's face it, he's breaking out. It? You know, he's breaking out. The world knows he's breaking out. He'll, he'll be talented. the top receiver on, on the he's Ravens. Too yeah, he'll be the top. He'll be the top receiver on the Ravens. I'll give him that. That's as far as I go. He's the best receiver on the Ravens. Would it be considered a breakout if we compare it to the rest of the NFL? 
I don't think. Yeah, it'll, yeah, it'll be. He's he's the second receiving option there as well, and because Mark Andrews is the guy. Let's 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 move on again. We're not we're not agreeing on much here today, doesn't it seem? Um, we're all going to agree on my pick. Like, let's just be honest about it. So I'm going to say CD Lamb is a guy that's going to break out this year and have a good season. Obviously, I agree. Amari Cooper. <laughs> Behave yourself. Uh, Amari Cooper's not there this year. So he's gone. He's gone to Cleveland. So that means that the receiving options are now uh, CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup. Alongside, they've got Dalton Schultz and uh, a few other like, receivers and stuff. But it just means that that share of passes that were being thrown to Cooper and those routes that Cooper is running, Lamb gets to do that. Lamb gets to be that guy. Lamb, and he, he has the like ability to be that. Like I see him like in a similar mold as what Justin Jefferson is. I I can see why you're defending Shaman on picking the low hanging fruit with Rashad Bateman because you've gone <laughs> you've been shameless. <laughs> CD Lamb so, had so, some, sometimes you have to take the easy ones. You have to take the easy outs. So Eleven hundred yards last year. Um, so when you're saying breakout, I'm expecting the Cooper Cup like year. I mean, I think he's already break, breaking out, Simon. I, if it was up to me, I'd make him pick another player. Are we expecting a Cooper Cup season uh, there? I, I, I would say so. So long as Dak's healthy for the year, there's no reason why he couldn't put up those sort of numbers. Dak's got the ability to throw that much. Obviously, he had health issues last year as well. He's not been himself. So if you get a healthy Dak Prescott, they're in a weak division. That helps. You know, the only real competition they've got in that division is the Eagles. So... Again, that really helps them. I, I think they're in. He's in the best position to succeed and potentially get those Cooper Cup numbers. He potentially could go fifteen hundred, if not more. I mean, I think he's breaking out, but I don't think he's as good as Justin Jefferson. Personally, if I was picking a receiver, I'm picking that burst of Jefferson. Yeah, no, I, I don't mean he's he's as good as him. He's just the similar type of the way that he plays is similar to what Justin Jefferson does. Is what I'm saying. I was kind of underwhelmed by CD Lamb. I was expecting more considering the hype he had and also what he put on tape in his rookie year uh, going into last year. I like it. There's no no doubt he'll get 20, 1,200 yards, 1,300 yards. But I, I don't see I don't see those astronomical numbers that maybe he should be getting in this Cowboys team without Cooper. I, 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 let, let's wait and see. Let's, let's move on quickly, though, because we're, we're short on time. <laughs> um, let's leave that there. If any of you have got any suggestions of guys that you think are going to break out, just give us a give us a shout out on our. We'll Twitter probably feed. disagree with you uh, as well. Seeing see, things how it's going. Yeah. Or or disagree with us with our picks. Just let us know. Uh, the Twitter feed is t whatever Shamal's about T-U-H to say. T U H underscore podcast. Come on, Simon. There you go. There you go. I'll learn it one day. I'll learn it one day. Not not today though. Uh, so what we're gonna do? We're gonna spin the wheel as we normally do. Spin the wheel. We'll get our teams. We get 10 minutes. We then have to do our, our quick research about it because, as you can tell, we know nothing about the NFL. So we have to do our 10 minutes of research. Hence <laughs> qualified, to, figure out, <laughs> to try and figure out um, where these teams are going to end up. So we'll just we'll just basically give what we reckon their final score will be. And the other two people will obviously disagree with that. <laughs> let's uh, let's get to spinning. I'm going to take my team first this da-dum, week. And I take... That's a good start. The Atlanta Falcons. The dirty bird has landed. I don't. I don't want it. All right, uh, Sham, you can take the Los Angeles 
charges. Oh, oh, tasty. Uh, and Shadow, you can take. Oh, almost. It almost landed on your home team. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, you get the mess of the Cleveland Browns. Oh, no, no, no. You, you couldn't have picked the worst <laughs> team to give me. <laughs> well, I, I didn't pick it. It's the will. It's the will. It's, it's what happens. But yeah, all right. So we'll go away. 10 minutes, do our resets, and we'll be back. See you in a bit. And we're back. Reset's done. And I'm going to start us off this week and tell you why this Atlanta Falcons team are going to get four wins. Hey, that's four too many. <laughs> I've been very generous with this team. Um, what I've looked at is last year, they obviously, they got seven wins um, on the season. So they, it's not a terrible season, I don't think, from the Falcons last year. Seven wins, you know, with what they had, you'd probably take that. But I, I look at this team now, what they've lost, what they've added, and oh boy, is it. For me, it's it's one of the worst. Like I, I dealt with the Bears last week. Um, now I'm dealing with it. I just seem to deal with the trash, is what I'm going to say. And if I'll get any hate from Falcons fans that they want to send my way, that they, they have a trash team. Um, I start at the quarterback situation, you know, they, they look, traded away Matt Ryan. They brought in Marcus Mariota. Um, they drafted Desmond. The second Reno. best quarterback in the division. <laughs> Maybe. But they drafted uh, Desmond Ridder. Uh, I'm, I'm not convinced by either of them. Uh, at running back, they've not really done anything. Right, Cordell Patterson played well for them last year, but is he, is he a running back? Or is he just a gadget player similar to Taysom Hill, which people can figure out? I don't know. Um and it doesn't really matter because the one thing they haven't addressed is their offensive line, which gave up 40 sacks last year, which is just way too many. Um, and at the receiver situation, they've lost Russell Gage. Calvin Ridley is suspended for betting on games, which is ludicrous. Um, so what what did they do? They signed Drake London in the draft. They signed or traded for uh, Brian Edwards. And they signed, uh, oh, I think they had him on the roster already. Uh, Alamide, Zacchaeus. So, to make one of the most tragic wide receiver groups in the NFL, um, the only, the only saving grace is Kyle Pitts as your tight end. Um, Corderell Patterson is offended that he didn't listen as a tight end and a receiver as well. <laughs> a He's a playmaker. <laughs> He, he he is, and he's basically the saving grace on their offense. Um, their their offensive line's bad. They they haven't addressed it at all. They they're going with the same starters that they had last year. I, if it's you know if it's broke, you've got to fix it, and they've not fixed it. Um, and then on defense as well, it, it wasn't a good defense last year. They've not done enough to really address some of their key situate like issues, which were mainly their pass rush was horrible. Um, and what they've done is signed Lorenzo Carter to try and improve it, which I, I don't really get. The, the only player they've got is Grady Jarrett, who he, he is a player. But aside from that, their defense is a bit weak for me. They've You're really making... struggled with that pass rush, haven't they, for years now? They, they've not had one. They've not had a pass rush. The only saving grace on the team, really, for me, is Yongwei Q. I think he's one of the best kickers in the league. <laughs> That's it. And when I'm saying that their kickers like the best thing on the team, you know it's bad. Kickers are people um, too. After Justin Tucker, I'm taking Young Kwaku any day of the week. 
But yeah, no, aside from that, there's literally not enough there for me to think they're going to... Like, in, in the division, I bet I, they might get two wins in our division and then out of our division, you know, they play some really tough teams. Like, they start the schedule against the Saints, the Rams, the Seahawks, not so much, the Browns, <laughs> but the, the Buccaneers, the 49ers, the Bengals. So coming into, like, week eight, they, they would have paid, played some of the best teams in the NFL. I mean, they play the NFC West, and that's not great for them. No, it, it well, it just doesn't get easier for them throughout the whole year. They, they've got some easy games, week 11, week 12, Bears, Commanders. They, those are like their winnable part of the <laughs> schedule. But then aside from that, their their schedule is horrendous for them. Like, that, that doesn't help. They're, they're just not in a good place. Uh, they, Wait, they so, so, so where are the so, four yeah. wins coming from then? Two in the division. They, I, I can see them pipping the Panthers once and getting a game off the Saints once because the Saints always like to lose to the Falcons. And then I can see them beating the Bears and the Commanders. I mean, with, with Arthur Smith's offensive style of running the ball, um, <clears throat> you'd imagine they can sneak in a couple of wins where they're not expected as... And they might lose games where they're expected to win just because of that quarterback situation is pretty bad. I yeah. mean, personally, I wouldn't be surprised Desmond Ridd is starting halfway through the year. Well, Mariota's bound to get injured, so yeah, <laughs> he's going to have to start. It won't be a choice. Mariota can't stay healthy. I didn't realise that they had seven wins last year, just from the narrative. It seemed like it was a dumpster fire. It seemed, it seemed like they only got two, three wins by the narrative. They, uh, they had a better better roster last year than what they do this year. Yeah, to be honest... I, I'm I'm in agreement. I can see three, four wins. Uh, the division isn't the strongest, and yeah, the, the Bears are one of the worst teams in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, agreeing with you. I with say this. that without even trying to throw shade at the Saints. <laughs> you always try and throw shade at the Saints. Always. What are you saying, Sean? What are you saying? I'm agreeing with you, Simon. It's, it is a four-win team. It could easily be the team that's picking first overall. It's just a team without any identity in their backfield i mean there's no quarterback there's no there's no it's no identity anywhere on the team i I mean i love their tight ends falcons have drafted weapons really well but they can't draft on the lines and it's why they they've really struggled um they had to get rid of mike ryan because like they're not a team that's going to win anytime soon well let's move on if you both in agreement with me i've done my job I want, to believe I want to believe that Marcus <laughs> Mariota can have a second chance in the NFL. Uh, not with the Falcons, he can. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, Sham, tell us about this Chargers team. Well, moving on to from one team that has a really good kicker to a team that always gets rid of good kickers, the Chargers. I mean, they did sign, re-sign Dustin Hopkins, but they finished 9-8 and eight last year. I'm going to give them a 10-7 and seven season. Um, I think their division has just got harder, if that was possible. But, you know, Raiders have got better. It really has. has. Broncos have got better. But the Chargers, let's not forget what they did in free agency, guys. They got JC Jackson, the number one corner. They then also, well, they traded for Cleo Mack to go opposite Bosa. They addressed two of their biggest needs, free agency. They went into the draft and they got Zion Johnson in the first round. We we all loved as the one of the top guards. They picked a sec, uh, six round. I thought it was a steal, was a tackle. But for me, the, the main t- improvement for this team is continuity. A head coach, Brandon Staley's back. I'm not a Brandon Staley fan, but Joe Lombardi's the OC. He gets a second year. Herbert will just continue to grow. 
you look at the weaponry of this team. They re-signed Mike Williams. They've still got Keenan Allen. They're going to have Austin Eckler back. It's just a team that's growing, and it's going to grow with their quarterback. So I don't think they're going to lose many. As me- I think they're going to not lose as many games as last year. I think they're going to improve by one on the win chart. So I, I, I'm kind of like, I, I get what you're saying and all this, but I, I do feel that they're in like a division where they could quite easily go 0-6 as much as they could go 6-0. Do you know what I mean? Like that, yeah, that... it's, it's a tough division, isn't it? But the Rashawn but... Slater and Zion Johnson, they've been big t- additions in the last two years. You look at the first round, they needed to address it. I like what they've done. I, I generally like you've, what they've done the last you've two made, years. You've made these points, though, and... It, I'm looking at it and I'm seeing all these plays on the, on the charges and I'm struggling to see why they're only getting one more win from you. Mainly because of the division. I love what the Raiders did. Like the Raiders have got Devontae Adams in. The Chiefs and have just lost Tyreek Hill. The Chiefs have, but the Chiefs have Mahomes still. And don't forget the Denver Broncos just added Russell Wilson to the mix. It's not a cakewalk of a division. The thing with the Chargers is they are very, very top-heavy, like most teams can be. But they've got their own threats. I, I just think there are too many good teams in that division that they'll end up cannibal, uh, cannibalizing each other, as they always do. Yeah, for me, like I, you know, I, I think it comes down to the fact that they do have such a tough division. Like they, they could quite easily win a lot of their games out of their division, but when it comes to actually playing the divisional matchups. It's going to be tough for them, and from memory serves me correctly, they they haven't played well against the Chiefs in recent like year. I I think they beat them actually last season, didn't they? They got a good win against mm. them, but like they don't normally play well against them, and they don't normally play well against the Chargers or no, the Raiders. Sorry, from what I remember, so they need to turn these narratives around. But they have done things this free agency which do warrant that sort of um, the hype. You know, hope, yeah. Because, you know, getting Khalil Mack, who's still a beast, and then pairing him up with Jerry Bosa, that's a dangerous I even front. forgot about Khalil Mack. Yeah, that's a dangerous front, though. Like, just those two alone, that's going to give offensive lines nightmares. And then, you know, JC Jackson on the back end, just a great signing, great pickup. They needed that JC Jackson signing to take them to that elite competition. They're competing with the Rams. Let's not forget about that. They, they've been treated as a younger brother in LA, but they are, they need to start winning. And I think they've got a long, great long-term future, but I'm sticking with that 10, 10 win season prediction. I, I'm going to agree with you. I think 10 wins is where they're at this year. I think that's what they're going to do. I, I just think the division's too hard for them to win anymore. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go over 11 or 12 wins. You were kind of reading me, me in, but with Simon's points down, I'm like back on the, Chargers bandwagon. Get you they, back on the height range. Yeah, they, they they broke even in their division last year. I don't see why they're how they can not at least go even again this year with with the additions they've made. Cool. Well, uh, on that note, let's move ourselves on. Um, Shan, tell us about the dumpster fire. Yeah, th- this is this is all about narrative. This is where. When I, you know, Mark Sessler of our rival podcast, the Around the NFL, has abandoned his Cleveland Browns. Rightly but, so. Rightly so. Rightly so. But this is all narrative driven. I, I don't care about the roster. They've got Amari Cooper. They've got Nick Chubb. They've got Njoku signed his deal. They've got a defense led by Miles Garrett. This all... isn't just, 
sorry, just just a quick point. Isn't Joku worth it? Like he's always been a bit underwhelming, in my opinion. He was always that. That's the perfect word, underwhelming. I. It seemed like he should be the next best thing. He should be what Kyle Pitts was in his rookie year. Like mm. he's that type of physical athlete. But I, I, I think part of it is the Browns didn't commit to him. Maybe some Baker issues. But I like the player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carry on, carry on. Anyway, anyway, this is this is a narrative-driven uh, prediction. The Cleveland Browns will, will let let me let me get my record up. Where is it? They will go nine and eight and sneak into the playoffs. Why? Wow. Why? Hear me out. They start the season. There's turmoil in the locker room. They they lose to Carolina. They lose to the Jets. They lose to Pittsburgh. Still, they're, they're determined to go with an overpaid quarterback who shouldn't be in the league anymore. And then up until week eight, they've just been hammered by New England, Baltimore, in Cincinnati. It's the bye week. Baker Mayfield, who they've refused to trade all the season because the Browns are a dif- dysfunctional organization, steps in. He leads He leads wins over Buffalo, Miami, Houston. Loses to Tampa Bay, but we'll give him that. And somehow, Jacoby Brissett, because he always finds himself on the field at some point in the season, takes over. Leads them through to an undefeated rest of the campaign. <laughs> Are, are you all right? Are you all right? I know it's late and all, but are you actually all right? In nine and eight season, disagree with it. <laughs> yes. Completely. <laughs> Completely. They're Why? starting the season with Baker Mayfield, most likely, because um, Deshaun Watson most likely will be suspended for a few games. I, like, for me, this this is a team that has been, had a dysfunctional off-season, and I think it's going to lead to a dysfunctional regular season. I'm going for under. The quarterbacks aren't there. The no- Baker Mayfield hasn't showed up. I don't think he will show up. Um, Jacoby Brissett? Yes, I have no hope in Brissett anymore. Um, I'm, I'm definitely not thinking they're going to win that many games, let alone hit the playoffs. Are you kidding me? I think, I think like, going with what Sam said, it, it, like, yeah, I, I sort of agree. But, like, I've heard the stories coming out of Cleveland at the minute. There doesn't seem to be like obviously they've got the Baker stuff going on, but there's stuff with Deshaun Watson. There doesn't seem like the, the players are all getting on, like getting along with it. They're all they're all happy. They're all getting on. It's all a facade, it's, yeah, probably. But even even still, he's likely to be suspended. If he's not suspended, then the league needs to take a look at itself. To be quite honest, it has needed to take a look <laughs> at itself for years now. Because you know, Calvin Ridley is indefinitely suspended for betting on the Falcons to win the team that he plays for. But just yeah, I'm not going to get into it. But anyway, they're going to have all this issue. But then also, they've they've actually gotten worse since last year, in my opinion. Like, I sold you a story. I don't care about all that. I sold you a story <laughs> of Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not listening to your story. <laughs> I'm. I'm going hard cold facts here. Their receiving core is probably worse than it was last year. They've lost Jarvis Landry, who is a consistent receiver. He's a reliable guy. They've lost Odell Beckham, who, while he wasn't being thrown the ball to enough or overthrown, he is still a very good receiver. Jacoby Reset. They've, <laughs> they've replaced that with Amari Cooper. Is that enough to, to fill the void that those two leave? Probably not. 
So then their, their wide receiver core is not very good. They've lost Austin Hooper, their number one tight end. They've paid Njoku, who, as we said, is underwhelming. That's a concern. Yes, they still have Nick Chubb. Their offensive line is in flux as well. They've lost their offense, some offensive linemen. So that's all in flux. There's a lot of this team that I don't like. And there's other teams in the division that have done things that I do like. And I think that's more what we have to look at here. It's the Bengals. So just the Steelers the and Ravens. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, the, the Bengals and the, the Ravens... Well, I think the Bengals and the Steelers... Uh, sorry, Bengals and Ravens own that, will own that division. I think Steelers and the Browns will be battling for bottom spot. Well, I think the well, Browns playoff, will I, I don't. I can't disagree with you if you say they miss out in the playoffs. But I'm telling you a, a story where Jacoby Brissett <laughs> saved the season. I, I don't care for your You story. don't believe? No, I'm going under. I reckon it'll be about six wins for them this year. I'm thinking six or seven. Seven wins I'll give them, just for the benefit of doubt. And I'm on that bombshell of us not caring about Chanel's story and this lunacy, <laughs> we will end the podcast there. So thanks everyone for listening. We've been the Unqualified Huddle. Tune in next time. Listen to our previous podcast. Bye for now. Jacoby Brissett. Bye.